Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Um, listen, full stop. <laughs> oh, memo to me. To invite that gal on the Andrea K show because it doesn't matter how many times I hear that clip of her um, uh, impersonating Kamala, it always cracks us up. Hey, glad to have you guys with us tonight. You know what always cracks me up? First of all, my man, let me bring him in first before I bring in our guest who's here every Tuesday night and was becoming my favorite time of every week. Uh, my man who makes me laugh, is supportive of me, and is my right arm here on the show. It's none other than DJ Potato Skins. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, aren't you glad to move on from those clips from Federal? Yeah, it was just painful to listen to. Oh, wow. I mean, half the time, Andrea, honestly, I didn't know what I was listening to. I didn't know what he was saying. It's just shameful, shameful. Um, He's responsible for himself. Nobody's making him continue to run when he's clearly John Fetterman, when he's clearly not up to the challenge. Um, But, you know, he is literally being used by the Democrat Party. And, of course, they're trying to spin um, tonight his, his performance and his obviously struggles cognitively as though, oh, his biting comments show that he's on the road to recovery. If they cared about him, they would be like they, they could have found somebody else. There's no to, way they run. They, they, they clearly don't care about him. Um, so I'm glad to move on from that because Tuesdays at this time, you know, who when, does care? You know who cares? He cares about everybody out there. He cares enough about y'all uh, to not just come on and do the news. You can use segments on Tuesday. Tuesday nights with everything you need to know about estate planning and money and all of that. But he cares enough about y'all to look into the crazy, ridiculous, wacky laws that are out there so that we can all have a good laugh. Of course, I'm talking about our friend and yours, Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law. Glad to have you with me as always, my friend. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Andrea. Yes. Noah. So good. <laughs> Tuesday. Good happy Tuesday. Yes. Happy it Tuesday. <laughs> Man, the three of us. This really could be dangerous. This yeah. is so good. <laughs> yeah. I we're, like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. Um, what, you, what you got for us in the wacky uh, laws department <clears throat> this week? Quack in the whack. Well, the only wacky that I could tell you is whoever would, I mean, when you played the clips of these wonderful politicians that were so articulate that you can't even understand what they're saying, that's wacky. <laughs> and the law is that it allows them to do it. So that's just a wacky law. But I guess there we go. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Anyway, <clears throat> so <clears throat> the fun thing, I found I found this one law. I thought this was really interesting. Um, cause, okay, we're talking about driverless cars and you always hear about, you know, um, you know, Tesla's bragging. They've got, you know, six million hours or six million miles on their car now that's been driverless and it hasn't crashed and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So there's this really old law in the books that I thought it was really funny. And the law actually, this is before Tesla was involved, even battery cars, even whatever. No vehicle may exceed, this is in California, no vehicle may exceed 60 miles per hour if there's no driver in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck on getting anywhere quickly. I mean, if there's no driver in the car, you can't drive over 60 miles an hour. It's like, oh my gosh. So what what will happen now is that probably, this is going to be cool, is that somebody will bring that up and they'll say, wait a minute, you can't have driverless cars because there's this thing that says you can't go over 60 miles. So there's no driver. So you can't go over 60. Oh my gosh. I I, I thought that was just dumb. But but the better one, okay, uh but this is even better. Okay, I just have to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. In Chico, California... Detonating. Oh, family up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, no, I do. Well, you, you. Okay. They should probably pack their bags because. Well, no. This is probably a safety thing. This is a safety thing for Chico. Okay. In Chico, detonating a nuclear device incurs a five hundred dollar fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You can. Uh, wow, it's, that's a pretty small penalty. Just five hundred bucks. You know what? I, it, it might be worth the risk, right? Let's go have some fun and drop a nuke. <laughs> oh my god! Only five hundred dollar fine. Isn't and and what's it, what's even more bizarre about that is aren't nukes like bad for the climate? I mean, how can these climate hoax, hoax, right? They're bad bad for the people that they, yeah. Right, but it's only worth $500 on a fine? I don't even understand. I know. Well, because this is not, it's not in like the green section of the laws. This is just, you know, it's something you need to know. Wow. I I don't know. I just think it's so funny. It's hilarious. Where did they come from? I mean, a lot of the old, really weird laws make sense. Like, okay, the only two things you can deposit on a road in the state of California is is water and feathers from a live bird, right? Okay, yeah. so you can't spit and you know whatever. Um, but th- so there's some purpose for that. But then, if you detonate a nuclear device in Chico, it's a five hundred dollar fine. It's like, <laughs> was that a problem? Well, right. Well, who's going to be left in Chico to to go and track down whoever dropped the nuke? <laughs> And like give them a ticket for 500 bucks. I mean, do they not get you drop a nuke, you detonate a nuke in Chico by goodbye Chico. Well, you know what? Maybe they could try this in 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 Ukraine. Like send it over to to Russia. Like you know, it's a five hundred dollar fine if you drop that nuclear bomb. There. Why didn't Why didn't the State Department think of that? Where's the DOD? Here's the answer to the problem. Right? Got it right here on the Andrew K Show, and you heard it right here from me. That reminds yep. me, though, and instead on a serious tip, um, the one hundred first Airborne is on the ground over there in Russia. I don't know if you've heard this, Gary Quackenbush. We, I did not. No, we actually oh. have. Yeah, we actually have boots on the ground now over in, uh, well, they're actually, they're um, they're not actually engaged in the battle. They're supposedly running exercises. And, but yeah, I mean, why, why would we have the 101st Airborne over there? First time in 80 years, I think, that the 101st Airborne has been based somewhere uh, besides the United States. So these are, I, I've, and, and I hate to bring it up when we usually have fun, but I just was reminded of it. So. I'd like to know why. Yeah, well, because yeah. We're, we're getting prepared to go further. Maybe maybe somebody from the 101st just needs to go and deliver a warning that, hey, drop a nuke and you might face a $500 fine. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, it's crazy. Uh, you know, sometimes, maybe maybe next time we'll, we'll have to have you, you know, spread spread the wealth. And since you are 
about the word on wealth and maybe find some wacky going on around the rest of the country because surely California is not the only place that's got the wacky laws going on. No, there's some really good ones. There's really good ones in other countries that it's just fun researching this stuff. Well, it is fun. And it's fun for me because, you know, I'm somebody that absolutely loves the law, by the way. I have not had a chance to get obsessed with the Waukesha driver trial. Um, Evidently, the guy who mowed down last year upwards of 70-something people in Waukesha is representing himself in a court of law, Gary Quackenbush. Well, that's... um well, he has a fool for a client. Well, yeah. And let me tell you, it has been so crazy. I might I might give you a homework assignment, Gary Quackenbush. I might, I, I might, and I know how super busy you are saving, you know, people's lives literally and helping families out and everybody figure out the estate planning and protecting children. But this has been, I saw a few, just a few clips this morning of it. I have been too busy to follow this, this myself. But this man set up a fort. So he wouldn't have to look at the judge and she's trying to she's trying to give jury instructions and he's like refusing to look at her because he's mad because yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, oh he literally tried to have a stare down contest. Remember when you were like six or seven and you had I'm like not gonna blink and we, yeah, I'm not going to blink. He was literally trying to do that with a judge yesterday. And she finally is like, you know what? This man is making me creeped out and making me fear for myself. So I'm going to have to call it a day in this courtroom. This has been the craziest thing. I've I've watched most of our high, high profile trials in this country going back 20 years, okay? And I have mm. never seen anything like this. It is absolutely insane. In fact, this judge, she is just like an angel for what she has put up with. One day he took his shirt off in the courtroom, Gary Quackenbush. <laughs> it's just it's it's been crazy. So, um all right, I think we're going to take a break. When oh we goodness. come back, here, hallelujah, I put him on the spot asking if he's following this. No, no, trigger. that's good. I just, this is just, okay. It's, people are just nuts. It, but people, how do they get away with it? Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we have don't a right know. in this country to represent ourselves, right? It's just, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's insane to During do that. During the news breaks on Gary's show, we actually make comments off the air. It's pretty hysterical. Oh, okay. All that's right. right. Well, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to get serious. We got to talk to GQ about some estate planning and some other news you can use. So don't you go away. This is the Andrea K Show on AIM 1170. The answer is San Diego. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Here's our news you can use segment with Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law and our man DJ Potato Skins, of course, in the house, keeping things rolling. Uh, how about this news? There is a $38 million Super Lotto Plus ticket. Um, that's set to expire by October 27th. Hey, San Diegans, this winning ticket was purchased at a 7-Eleven at 430 Spruce Street in San Diego and matched all six winning numbers from the April 30 draw. And if no one picks it up, it goes to Gary Quackenbush, Andrea Kay, and <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 So, well, um, you know, but 38 mil sounds awful small compared to the fact that the Powerball went up 20 million today. And now the, the uh, Powerball is worth, um, let's see, it's the fifth largest Powerball. It's going to hit $700 million this week. People do win, right? And the average mm-hmm. American ends up more broke after they win 
than they yep. did beforehand, which is hard for me to understand, Gary Quackenbush, because let me tell you, I don't have to be like an expert on wealth and estate planning and all that like you to know that I don't believe that I could go broke whether I got $38 million or $700 million in the Just Powerball. Just be careful who you tell. Well, that's true. What would you advise people, Gary Quackenbush? Let's say somebody's like, oh, dang, that's my ticket. That's my $38 million. Um, what's, do you, I mean, any advice for like what somebody should do, first of all? Because they, they got to do some serious estate planning, don't they? Yes. So, the yeah, that is a lot of money. $38 million is a lot of money. $700 million is just uh, unimaginable. Right. So what the reason people within usually within two years, for sure within three years after they win um, that kind of money, it's gone. Uh, the reason for that is because the people that they surround themselves with. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is that if you if you suddenly go from broke because you're doubt, they're scratching every day and now you've got $38 million, um, what happens is that people have to decide, do you want it all in cash or do you want payments? Uh-huh. And do you want the ta- and the taxes get taken out? So $38 million, you're going to have about 20, what is it, half of that? Is going to be taken out in taxes. Ouch! Yeah, because you're going to have you're up in the 37.5% tax bracket. It's unearned money. You're going to go pay the state of California, which is going to be eleven percent. Federal thirty seven and a half percent. You know, there's no deductions. Whatever. It's 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 money. You win. Should, okay? Well, should people should people take it all up front, or should they or, or should they um, take it over time? Well, the thing is that people that don't know what the heck they're doing should not take it up front because they have no idea to it, no idea what to do with it. And, the, and if they divide it out over twenty years. It's multi millions of dollars a year, $38 million over 20 years. Even if half of it went to tax, it's still a million dollars a year in income. That's, you know, a hundred plus thousand dollars a month. But if you I die mean, before you get all that, what happens? Well, then it can go to your estate. Oh, okay. okay. There are different ways to take it. I mean, there, there, there are different ways to take the income, but I, what I see. So if I see somebody like, for example, even better than winning the lotto. Well, anyway, somebody, inher- let's say somebody inha- inherits $38 million. Um, they're going to have taxes on it. You know, anything over $12 million is taxed at 40, at 40%. So they're going to have some taxes on it. Wah, wah. So that means you only get $20 million, but still $20 million. If you sit it in just any crummy investment at 10%, $20 million is going to earn you to, what is it? $200,000. I mean, the, the interest rate is just going to be outrageous. I mean, you could never spend that much money if you're not used to having that much money. But what happens is people get taken. Okay, somebody says, oh, wow, you should invest in this shopping center. You should Uh put your money here. Loan me money. You have to loan money to your brother, your sister, your friend, your neighbors, your kids. Everybody wants money from you. And that's where the money typically goes. You know, and then they get into these really bad deals. People take advantage of them. Um, You know, I had a client that inherited over $150 million. Wow. And he basically had to hire basically an entourage to help him with the money because – what do you do with 150 million? What do you do with 38 million? I mean, you can buy a really nice house in, in San Diego for 10% of that, $3.8 million would be a fantastically large house. And then you got to realize somehow you have to be able to make enough money to be able to maintain a 30, $3.8 million or $4 million or yeah. $5 million house. So I think what people do not do is they do not sit down with a trusted financial advisor and ask questions and then ask for a second opinion and then a third opinion and find people that they trust. And they just get taken. I think a lot of people just waste it. It goes faster than they think. And next thing you know, in one year, they've spent a million dollars and now they got themselves in trouble because they're, you know, people Here's are just question, not smart here. When people win a lot of money, obviously they have their plans and maybe they, they misspend it or they don't do. And I know you obviously should. How many people, when they come across a situation like that, do they actually come and make a major adjustment to their estate plan? 
the, the the thing is that's interesting you ask that Noah because if when I get people that come in that are are worth this kind of money just literally that's what they're worth mm-hmm. many of them don't have any estate plan at all like nothing is it because um, they've got so much money that they feel like well you know it's all going to go to my heirs I don't need to estate plan I think people their brains can't go there they, it's like I am super what I found and this isn't you know it's not I'm trying to be fair but a lot of people they spend so much time making money and things are going big and typically it's not like one thing they got multiple things going on that they become like super important and it's like mm-hmm. I've got so much going on in my life I don't have time to think about it I don't want to think about it because it's, it's painful and I think sometimes there's this little for themselves kind of a halo effect like I am so important that the world can't do without me. And so there's no way I'm gonna die. See, we do that, as parents, we do that. We go, I'm raising my kids with my wife. That's our job. That's what God told us to do. And we're gonna be around long enough to raise our children. Mm -hmm. Now, chances are you will be, but there is a chance you won't. So we just don't, in our brains, we just, we're not good at saying, you know what, what if I die? I mean, people can't even say And what's that stat again, Gary? You give a great stat during your show about people that, only become not even they don't even die they become incapacitated at some point yeah 70 percent 70 percent of americans become incapacitated for at least 90 days before they die wow Uh uh-huh it's a huge number so that and and that gets impacted so then what are the aspects then of because now my mind is racing what are the aspects then we're talking to gary quackenbush from gq gq law what are the what are the aspects then? Living will, your medical directive, power of attorney. I mean, there's so many different facets that have to be considered and planned for for incapacitation, exactly. right? Exactly, because a will, people they go, I have a will. Well, a will doesn't do any good for incapacity. A will only works if you're dead. So you're going to have a trust to manage your money. You're going to have financial power of attorneys limited in you know in scope and speci- you know it's got to be specific on what you want it for and understand it. And you got to medical power of attorneys for somebody to help you to determine you know medical decisions because with incapacity you cannot make medical decisions. So you have to assign that to someone. Can't make financial decisions. So you need to have a power of attorney to deal with some of the financial decisions and a trust to deal with most of your money and those things have to be in place it's a 70 percent chance those things are going to come into play before you die wow it just happens to a lot of people well the, at what point do you need to do that then because you never know right when now. that's going to happen i mean megan kelly i've just begun i wasn't a huge fan of hers on fox news i love this new show format she announced today yesterday that her 58 year old sister dropped dead and died friday 58 years old. So at what, I mean, so, I mean, so people think, oh, well, I got years to figure that out. I've been trying to get a friend of mine to to start focusing on estate planning with her dad. Seems like the reverse, but there's reasons behind this. And she goes, you know what? You know, my, my grandmother lived till a hundred. My dad's only 70 something. He's got many years left. And I'm thinking, you don't know that. So, you know, so it's kind of the reverse of what you were talking about. There's uh, like people say, I'm going to live forever. And, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to think about leaving my kids, but there's there's also kids that say, I don't have to think about getting my dad to do an estate plan because he's going to live forever. But at, how do you know when to get all that done? Like at what age or at what point? Well, if you know when you're going to die, you should certainly do that right before you die. <laughs> if you know, you're I set be... myself up for that answer. Well, no, I mean, it's true. It's like with the dentist. Well, how, you know, which teeth should I brush? Only the ones you want to keep. Don't worry about the other ones. And I think, you know, for the most part, it, 
I mean, if you have, there's no question in my mind. If you if you have dependents, whether that's a spouse or somebody, you know, just somebody that's a, you know, maybe it's a non-spouse dependent or children, you have to have an estate plan. Or how about Gary? Any uh, significant amount of money that you would wouldn't want to end up, you know, if you don't make a plan for it, the courts will. So if, if it means something to you, you need an mm-hmm. estate plan. Well, well, did the courts, that's a good point, too. Did the, when we're talking about specifically directives and things for incapacitation, what happens if you don't have it done? Do the courts have to step in then? Yeah, because there's nobody that can decide. I mean, if you have a spouse, then in California, a spouse can act as a, as a health care power of attorney, but not as a financial power of attorney. I mean, we have cases now where somebody set up an estate plan, didn't put all the stuff in. They put most of it in, but you know they were planning on on each other dying, and one of them became incapacitated. And it is it is phenomenally expensive to keep her alive, and so they are running out of money, and they didn't put their money in the trust, and oh. it's only in the name of the person that's incapacitated. And she put a beneficiary on it that says, "When I die, it goes to my husband." Well, how does that work? Because the husband is trying to take care of his wife who is incapacitated and the money is in her name. And until she's dead, he doesn't, he doesn't have use of the money. So wow. we have to go to court and get a conservatorship over his wife to handle her money so that we can pay for her medical expenses. And in the meantime, the meter is running. It, the, the burn rate is outrageous. Yeah. And the courts Not are men- slow. And, right, yeah. right. Not to mention the fact that here he is trying to care for his wife, which is tough enough and emotional enough, pretending, depending even worse if they've been together many years. You know, there's mm-hmm. a reason why oftentimes the surviving spouse dies fairly quickly after they just lost their spouse because they just give up. They just give up and don't want They're to live. They're exhausted. They're exhausted. <laughs> They're war slap out. But yeah, but it's like, so yeah. here's this poor guy who's, you know, struggling enough emotionally, mentally, and et cetera, financially trying to take care of his wife. And now he's got to go to court and get a conservatorship. Yes. And every bit of this could have been prevented, right? Every bit. And that's the thing. It is easily preventable. Setting up an estate plan is easier than you think. It takes less time than you think, and it takes less money than you think. Um, I have you know, I have some clients that are doing very, very, very well. No estate plan at all. And they want to do some big, you know, I want to do this, and I want to have you know, uh, charitable foundations, and I want to set up an educational foundation. And I go, you know what? You have nothing. Who cares about any of that? You have zero right now. We need something. So set up the basics. Will, trust, healthcare, power of attorney, financial power of attorney. We'll do fancy later. We can add yeah. on. But you have to have the basics. So I don't think people, I, people overthink things. They just think too much. Oh, when I die, it's going to go to my kids. Mm, maybe. It just depends. When I die, it's going to all go to my wife. Okay, maybe. It depends. You know, retirement accounts. And I just – the reason I think you're supposed to do or should do estate planning is because it makes you think. Who are my power of attorneys? Who are my beneficiaries? Is this going to go where I am? And then it is it, with the seventy percent chance of incapacity, am I going to be taken care of? Right. And, and who's going to be the guardian? And, and who's going to exactly. be the guardian of my children? Oh my gosh, that is so so incredibly important because if you that's the worst. Is the state of California does a all states do a horrible job in figuring out what if kids are parentless? Well, those are called orphans. And yeah. they go to the state and they become a ward of the state and they're in the foster care system until somebody petitions to be their guardian and it's a bloodbath. Uh, well, yeah, because there's there are some decent foster parents out there. I'm not going to say they're not, but there's also some horror stories out there. Um, so, well, you but know. what if somebody goes – so the way it's resolved is somebody goes in and petitions. Okay, so somebody goes in and petitions. It says, you know, okay, it's the, the – the, you know, whatever, the – 
aunt goes in and petitions and says, well, I'll do it. I can be the guardian. And then one of the grandmas of the husband comes in and says, no, wait a minute. I am a much better parent. You stink as a parent. I want to be the guardian. I'm worthy. I have more money. I'm rich. Mm -hmm. And literally, I've seen this. And we had eight sets of grandparents, eight grandparents, so four sets of grandparents in court battling it out over taking care of two children. Gary, is there there an assumption sometimes that families are just going to get along and work it out? Everybody has the crazy assumption that it's going to be fine. When mom and dad pass away, when somebody dies, everything's going to be worked out. Um, If that's true, there wouldn't be any need for me to have a job. Yeah, either that or people just don't even think about it because it's too painful and they they don't don't. even want to Mm -hmm. think about it. They're too busy maybe trying to run their lives and take care of their kids. Or maybe they've got a a disabled child or a special needs child. And, you know, there's just so much and people don't think about it. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do these news you can use segments is because I, you know, I personally know people that aren't thinking about it. They're not making it a priority uh, because maybe they're overwhelmed with life. So it's like, I'll think about that next week or next month. And I'm trying to create a sense of urgency for people because this is something that everybody needs everybody needs it everybody within the sound of my voice tell them how they can get a hold of you gary quackenbush it eight uh eight five 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 hundred trust so just call me eight five 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 hundred trust and what i'm gonna do and i don't like to do this very much but if you call me and tell me you heard me on andrew k's show and andrea talked you into it and you're gonna do an estate plan remind me of that and I'll knock off 10% off of your estate planning documents. And that's Yay, a big deal. thank you. Okay. That's awesome. We love you, Gary Quackenbush. All right. Andrea K. Special, 10% off. Thank call you. Me. All right. Take it easy, my friend. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. Appreciate it, Kay. Thanks. Take I care. might be calling him right away when I when I win the lottery okay. for $700 million Powerball. Thanks uh, for being here, my dear. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. What did Joe Biden have to say today that was complete contradiction from what he was saying before? It's got to do with COVID, and we're going to share that story with you when we come back. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. I was just checking to see if there was any more, anything more interesting coming out of this Oz Fetterman debate. And there's a there's a, a headline here that says the Republican Fetterman um, refused to say when limits should be on uh, in regards to abortion, refused to say that's what the Democrats are doing. They're just refusing to say what limits are, which means they don't want any limits. Right. Which means they think it's OK for somebody to decide, you know what, we really don't want a girl. We've got enough girls. We were really hoping to have a boy. Let's get rid of it. Or, gee, Stacey Abrams, what a great idea. Inflation is terrible. We don't need another mouth to feed. Let's just kill it, right? Or, you know, uh, the push now is for, you know, perinatal, which means after the child's been born, right? Um, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the headline here is the Republican, they didn't even give him a name, said that abortion should be a conversation between a woman, her doctor, and local political leaders. Do I really believe that Dr. Oz said that political leaders should be a part of the conversation? Um, he supposedly reiterated uh, several times his opposition to the federal government dictating state regulations on abortion in response to a question. I guess that's what they're trying to say here. Um no, I guess he supposedly said we'll have to we'll have to investigate this further. Um, the very people who say that, you know, there should be, you know, oh, it's her body, her choice. Right. Or are certainly happy, you know, to, and we're happy to try to force all women, including pregnant women, to get a, a jab by a substance they didn't want under the guise that it would uh, stop you from getting it or giving it, which we now know is absolutely untrue. Absolutely untrue. We also know that it, it doesn't stop anybody from uh, dying from it because it was not a pandemic of the un- unvaccinated when people were in the hospitals last summer. Those were those that were vaccinated, right? I think Walensky, the head of the CDC, did you know, Skins? She just got COVID again. She's had five shots. Five shots and she just got it again. And I, I'm tired of hearing, well, you know what? If they hadn't got the booster or the shot, Andrea, uh, the symptoms would, would have been more severe. No, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It's the, the shots are supposed to, whether it's an actual vaccination, especially if it's a vaccination, or even the flu shot, right? It's supposed to stop you from getting it. These things don't work. They don't work. Quite frankly, it makes me angry anybody's putting their arm out for another one. They don't work. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're, you, they not only do they not work, not only do we have people dropping dead from them, not only do we have embalmers all around the country talking about circuitry that they're finding inside of blood vessels, right? It's contributing to tyranny in this country. There was a court that actually woke up, by the way, and said uh, it, it at a New York City. Best by news the way, of the day. Best news of the day. Court orders New York City to reinstate unjabbed. I'm not going to call them unvaccinated because these are not vaccines uh, to reinstate unjabbed employees and give back pay. The court ordered the city to reinstate all fired employees and grant them back pay, citing the fact that being jabbed against COVID-19, what does not stop an individual from catching or spreading the virus? This court is telling you the truth. And thus being jabbed does not grant enough community-wide benefit to warrant a mandate. Hello? Doesn't get any more clear than that. The health commissioner and and it goes uh, and going on, uh, the court found that the health commissioner, quote, acted beyond his authority by issuing an indefinite uh, shot mandate rather than a temporary one, said the court. The court went on to say, and of course, Eric Adams said earlier this year that his administration would not bring back workers who had been fired due to being unjabbed. Roughly 1,400 workers were ultimately let go, including a number of firefighters and police officers. This is in New York City. The same brand of first responders, the firefighters, 
that that ran up the stairs on 9-11. This is who were fired. Oh, they can they can be strapped with 100 pounds a year and go into a fire and suffer smoke inhalation in their lungs, but they can't deny themselves the shot, right? Adams also came under fire for not allowing an exemption to the mandate for those workers after he granted one to celebrities who were competing in sports or putting on performances in the city. See, it was never about your health. It's always been about power. The court said, quote, states of emergency are meant to be temporary. The it goes and the court went on to say the question presented is whether the health commissioner has the authority to enact a permanent condition of employment during a state of emergency. The court the court ultimately found that the commissioner did not have the right, and that's what's been going on. These and and it just goes to show you were never going to get the new normal. The new you were never going to get back to normal. The new normal was a perpetual state of emergency so that they could have power over your life. Many COVID-19 vaxes were put in place based upon the rationale, according to this article, that vaxes could drastically reduce the chances. No, no, no. This is where the article goes wrong. You were told by Biden, Rachel Maddow, the legacy media everywhere, all the shot manufacturers, fraud, Fauci and beyond. You get, you get the jab. You're not getting COVID. Right. Right. And they lied. I would love to see some court awarding some monetary compensation. We're not likely to see that, at least not from Big Pharma, because they were granted immunity from from prosecution and from liability, which tells you everything you need to know. If these shots were safe, would these manufacturers need to be given liability? Why would they be? And think about that for a moment. How nefarious is this that the United States government while trying to force people to get an injection with these substances, is saying to these manufacturers, don't worry. Regardless of how many people die, regardless of how many people are permanently mauled and have myocarditis and pericarditis and circuitry growing inside their blood vessels, you can continue to make your record profits like uh, Fetterman uh, talked about earlier with the gas companies by the way how come they don't mind the record profits for for big pharma shouldn't they mind the profits for for big pharma aren't they part of the one percent right and shouldn't they and shouldn't they particularly mind when big profits are literally killing people i'm not aware of any oil or gas company through the course of its business at a gas pump is killing people all right we're going to take a break we come back In spite of that court order today, (laughs) what did Joe Biden say today in his COVID press conference? Getting himself supposedly injected with another shot. We will share that with you when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Just more. Uh, if desperation had a smell, this is what it would sound like. Joe Biden today, knowing we're two weeks from today away from the midterms and trying to continue to stoke fears about uh, COVID. And, uh, and and you might be saying, well, why? How is that going to help him on the midterms? Well, because the American people know who the party is behind all of this. And if they get, not to mention that it provides a distraction. So here... 
Uh, and last night we reported on the triple demic, right? <laughs> it's all about stoking fear in order to get you so panicked over the upcoming triple demic, you're going to maybe not vote or you're going to be not be worried about inflation and you're going to go to the Democrat Party that's continuing to lie to you about shots. Here is crazy, creepy Joe today and his global health emergency. Clip two. Strongly disagree. This is a global health emergency. If we really want to put COVID behind us, we have to keep up the fight together. We can't leave people to face it alone. Some members of Congress say they don't want to move. If we want to move past COVID, first of all, one of the, you know, they're talking at it. it, It's so schizophrenic Uh, there. God gave us two arms because now every year you're going to go get the COVID shot and the flu shot. Right. We have flu shots. You you never get past viruses. Right. There's just different strains of it. Once a virus is out there, it mutates. Right. And it becomes weaker over time. This is just nonsense. How stupid does he think we are? And oh, by the way, remember when Fauci like six months ago said we moved from the pandemic to the endemic phase and then had to walk that back because it didn't meet, you know, the narrative push that's going on. That's what this is. And American people aren't stupid. You want to hear some more stoking, though. Here's another one. Here he is talking about, uh, you know, and, and this is very similar to going into, the, I think, the, the dark winter that he talked about before. Here's some more stoking fear. Clip three. Virtually every COVID death in America is preventable. Virtually everyone. Almost everyone who will die from COVID this year will not be up to date on their shots or they will not have taken Paxlovid when they got sick. Um, <laughs> lie. Uh, we all know we've talked many times about uh, the 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 fact that this is not this was not a people were dying at, at, at last summer. Oh, it was the pandemic of the unvaccinated. It went from you won't won't give it or get it, or it'll make your your symptoms less. You won't have to go into the hospital. You might go into the hospital, but you won't have to die. Look, look at Israel. Their hospitals were overrun last summer, and they have an over ninety something percent shot rate in that country. This is just more flat out lies. And Paxlovid, by the way, is is the drug that you take uh, for COVID that makes you get COVID again. What happened with Joe Biden after he took Paxlovid? He got the Rona again, right? I'm going to keep I'm going to keep talking about this stuff until we finally get people to. Oh, and here's a really big lie. Here he is saying that if you don't get the COVID boosters, you're putting yourself and other people unnecessarily at risk. What did the court in New York City just say today? They ruled that it doesn't stop anybody from getting it or it doesn't minimize anything. It's all lies. But here he is today saying an untruth. Clip four. One COVID shot each year will be all they need. And if you get it, you're protected. And if you don't, you're putting yourself and other people on necessary risk. The shot is free. It's widely available and conveniently located just in time for the holiday season. Look. The shot isn't free. There's no such thing as free. But let's say it was free because it's paid for by taxpayers' dollars, which are contributing to the big buku billions that these pharma companies are making. What impact? Do you think this is going to have any uh, impact, Skins, or do you think people are just can't even hear it anymore? I think, in regardless of people of whether people have got the the jab or not. 
they've they've made their decision on how effective they think it is. I think people yeah. are done with it. They're over it. No, I don't think this is. I think this is going to be a wash. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so too. I, I think that you already know where you stand on this, and you're not changing your mind. You're not changing your Pretty mind. Much. You're not changing your mind. It, the only people really changing their mind at this point are the people that are those few that are waking up and going, you know what? I was hoodwinked. I was manipulated. And I've gotten messages from people like that, mostly conservative, that were like, you were right. Because there were conservatives that were so panicked over this, so bought, I, I, I mean, rational thought went out the window at the idea that this was an unknown virus. The fear of the unknown is what grips people. Instead of taking a deep breath and bringing some rational thought to the equation, because if something is unknown, that means it's unknown. Why would you automatically, why would you listen to those who automatically catastrophize something and fortune tell and pretend that they know when they don't know so that they can pretend that 20 something million Americans are going to die? If we don't know anything about this virus, and this is why it never, I, I couldn't be played at the beginning, because you can't tell me we've got to lock down this country because we don't know enough about this virus. And then convince me that we need to lock down the country when you don't know about a virus. Why? How can you how can you use panic porn on me over something that you've already told me you don't have any knowledge of? And Andrew, let's make sure we play clip five, because this is for people that really think that, okay, well, you know, I'm finally I am fully updated on my shots. You know, I'm doing my part. There's never going to be an end. Oh, okay. Well, I don't have that in front of me. Play clip five. And if you're fully vaccinated, get one more COVID shot once a year. That's it. How can it be it when it's every year? So it's like it's never going to end. It's never it. It's never over. It's never going to end. Because what what they're wanting to do here is, um, you know, get your booster. This is a way to get you into the technocracy system. We know that that's ultimately what this is about. Right. Um, okay. I, I I don't know why I, I this is in the back of my mind to talk about. Maybe because I'm aggravated at her. Brittany Griner. All this sympathy today. Brittany Griner's appeal. Uh, she's the WNBA basketball player who got nine years in Russia for drugs that were found in her suitcase. Do I think that's excessive for a vaping pen or whatever the pot was? Maybe, but our constitution doesn't follow us, and those those are the rules, the laws of the land. Regardless of whatever your social status is, do you know you should know in advance where you're going, what the rules are. Right. And 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 it's hard for me to have sympathy. And I know I shouldn't feel this way. It's hard for me to have sympathy for a woman who hates our country. And now has done something stupid, was the ugly American who, from a sense of entitlement, refused to understand that the U.S. Constitution didn't follow her. She was sub, sub and that and that that meant that she was subject to the laws of the land and did not bother to pay attention to what those laws were. If I travel internationally, I pay attention to what I'm allowed to pack in my suitcase and what I'm not. I pay attention about that domestically. I still check because after nine eleven, remember we all ended up with you could only have four ounces of this, you could only you know, and it all had to fit in this nice little you know Ziploc bag. I still check the rules of the road. It's about being responsible, right? And I'm certainly going to check and pay attention to the laws of the land if I'm traveling internationally. And if I do something stupid, I would hope the United States of America would, would try to, you know, try to help me in some way. But I wouldn't, I would hope for it. I, I would pray for it, but I wouldn't expect it. 
because I don't expect I, I because I accept responsibility for my actions and to see somebody who knelt and practically spit on our flag now expect the U.S. the, the U.S. government to come to a rescue is just a little too much for me. And I was watching some interview somewhere. It was John McEnroe's son, the tennis player McEnroe's son, who was like, oh, this is so terrible. We just feel so bad for her. And I, I just don't. I just don't. You know, maybe she, you know what? Maybe if she used this time to actually work on herself, maybe show some repentance, you know, because when she finally was like, oh, I do love my country, nobody was buying it. Nobody was buying it. I don't know why this happened to her. Um but, you know, I don't have any sympathy for. Do you guys? Call us on the 24-hour comment line, 844-814-5227. Let us know what you think. Got a comment on the Oz-Fetterman debate tonight? Let us know about that as well. Email me at andreacasio.com. We will be back tomorrow night on Hump Day with our man, Dave L. Hoff, financial thought doctor. See you all then. Take it easy. Take it easy.